Hey there, welcome to the Agents of Revival podcast. If you're ready to be healed and take full accountability of your life by evolving into your best self, then this is the podcast for you. I am your host, Andrea Griffin Rogers, and I'll share with you winning steps as well as personal tips and anecdotes on how to go from brokenness to wholeness and from scattered pieces to inner peace. So come on in and join me on this healing journey and let's become whole together. Enjoy it. Hey, what's up, guys? How are you today? I pray all is well. This message stirs your faith, falls on good ground, and does what now? Produces good fruits in your lives. Kudos to those who got it right. Yes. Today, we are going to talk about confirmation before dissemination. We are still in the Kingdom Ambassador series for those that were wondering. For my new listeners, excuse me, welcome, welcome. I'm so glad you are here today. I pray that you receive what you need through this message and you keep coming on back. Share it with some people as well. Let them know, hey, this is the podcast you need to be listening to, baby, because it is informational it's educational it's uplifting it's encouraging it's inspiring it's refreshing sometimes it's a little bit comical because she's so silly child (laughs) but um, most importantly it is helping you to become revived anew in your true identity in Christ Jesus and who he has made you to be to get you back to the manufacturing settings so that you can be refreshed and confident enough to go out into this world and fulfill the assignments that he has in store for you. We all are meant to be healed, to be whole, to be set free, complete in Christ Jesus, perfected in him, needing nothing. In order to do that, we must adopt a balanced lifestyle. And part of that is going to be unlearning some things. And part of that is going to be learning some new ways, some new traits, some new coping mechanisms. But I am here to help you along that way. And so before we get started in this message, let me say a prayer. And then we're going to jump up in it, all right? Spirit of the living God, we come to you right now. I just want to say thank you, thank you, thank you for my brothers and my sisters out there. Thank you, Heavenly Father, that during the holiday season, God, that they were willing to still stop in and check in with you, Heavenly Father, check in with me and the Agents of Revival podcast to receive an encouraging word from you guys. Speak, Lord, your servants are listening. You know what each person is facing and going through. You know the challenges that they even face today uh, as they're trying to prepare to spend time with family. They they may even be uh, in the midst of traveling, Heavenly Father. And so, Father God, just let the end of the year end strong for them, Jesus, and give them a clear understanding of the time that they're in, but also direction, clarity as they pursue and move forward into the new season, into the new year, God. And God, I pray that the new year will be divine awakening, that it will be a glory season for us all. Even if there are people going through a tough time, God, that they will shift gears, shift perspectives to see what you want them to see and learn the need to learn in this moment, in this season, in this time, Heavenly Father. And if there are some people under the sound of my voice, God, that um, don't have families right now to be with um, during the holiday season, God, still fill their hearts with love that comes from you to understand that they are a part of a bigger divine family of believers worldwide and they just need to connect with them god show them friends that can become family members that would be for a lifetime heavenly father 
God, I pray that this word, you will breathe on this word, Lord Jesus, that it will fall on good ground, produce good fruit in the lives, hearts of your children. God, this is my prayer, Lord, that I be decreased so you may be increased. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right. So today, confirmation before dissemination. Um, I remember saying to God, I wanted to change the title of this message. I was like, God, I don't want to teach that. I think I want to talk about something else. Um. But God took me on a journey of understanding his word and what he was trying to say through uh, confirmation um, before dissemination. And and so I was like, oh, OK, I'm getting some things here, God. And so before we get even into what I learned through his word, let me share with people the definition who may um, not be aware. Maybe you have heard this word before, but you're like, um, what does that actually mean? And so we already know what confirmation is. You know, it is to affirm, to to um, get a second uh, or third wisdom of knowledge about a particular area um, and in order to move forward in that area. It's kind of like a, an extra a green light, if you will, to boost you on where you're meant to go or what you're meant to do. Um, but then dissemination. So dissemination is the act or fact or the action or fact rather of like spreading something, especially information, like broadcasting it, a message or something, um, worldwide or to the public. And a lot of times it's without direct feedback from the audience. So you are sharing kind of like right now, like I'm sharing this word with you guys and, and you're not directly in front of me right now to give me your feedback. So I am disseminating a word to you. Um, and if we think about the, the, um, the word of, of disseminate, the root word is to spread abroad, um, as though sowing seed. And when I read that, I was like, Ooh, God, look at how you work and how beautifully you put that together because everything that we do, everything that we receive is a seed. It's either it was sown into us, um, by God directly or sown into us by God through someone. And over time, that seed is meant to germinate and grow and produce a harvest. And, um, and so when we look at our lives today, we have to understand that everything led us up to this point and is leading us up to a even more glorious end. Uh, and I don't just mean death. I mean, like maybe some of you are in a season of suffering right now. And so you're like, I don't see how anything good is going to come out of this. But if you continue through what I like to call the tunnel transformation, I promise you, you will see the glorious end. You will get the full clarity of understanding of why you had to go through that, how it all connects the dots. And you'll have a testimony of how you got through the test, how you triumphed in the face of fear, in the face of adversity. You'll be able to lead people more closer to Jesus by your walk of life. I'm here doing the same thing with you. You know, it is through my testimony I'm able to teach you because I went through some things. I learned some things along the way. I gleaned some wisdom from that and I'm able to share that with you. But before I got here, God had to confirm his word in me. Because God releases a word of all of, all of us. All of us are a word. This is another reason why just sidebar really quickly is very important of what you name your children. You learn that in the Bible that names have power in the Jewish faith uh, or rather in the just Jewish culture period. Names have power. God never released a name that did not have a power backing it. Your name is supposed to mean something. So be careful 
what you name something. Not just what you name your children, but also what you name your season, what you name your business, what you name your friendship groups, what you name your family dynamics. Like, be careful what you name it because life and death is in the power of the tongue. And those that love to eat of its fruit will, or those that love to speak of it, excuse me, will eat of its fruit. So be careful what you name something because I remember when I was going through a tough season and I spoke something. Um, naming that particular beginning portion of a, of a particular past season, not my Job Wilderness season. And I ate the fruit of it during my Job Wilderness season. And God confirmed, like you're eating what you spoke. Granted, it was years later, but you still ate what you spoke. And so you got to be very, very careful and intentional about the words and how you use it because you never know what you can be declaring in a sense of disseminating what you could be broadcasting out there that will one day be something that you will consume in another season. And so um, since we all are words spoken by God, all of us have a meaning to our names. I, I might even encourage you to go Google what your name means. Not just what your name means in the Hebrew, but also what does your name mean, period? Like worldwide, um, you know, there are different uh, websites out there that um, will explain the meanings of names. Because there are other people who went throughout history to find out the origins of certain names to figure out what they mean. And so I took time in my wilderness season to like find out the meaning of my name. And I found out, wow, God, you name me. I mean, something powerful, something miraculous. I, like there is glory even attached to my name. Not even just everything else that you're going to do through me. There's just glory attached to my name alone. And I don't just mean like my first name of Andrea. That's powerful enough right there. But then when I looked at my entire name, Andrea Victoria Griffin Rogers, I was like, wow, God. Here I am, you know, at that point wallowing in my depression and in my grief and, I, and there's power in my name. So there's power in my name. That means you spoke a word over my life and I'm meant to see it through my name and then walk it out. And so I encourage you today as like an assignment, if you will, a fun assignment, uh, go and Google the meaning of your name. Go, go, go and Google the meaning of your name in Hebrew and then also go and Google just the meaning of your name uh, period, the standard meaning of your name to really see what is God saying to you through just your name. And, and I don't mean the name you chose for yourself. I mean the birth name, because what God allowed your parents to call you is attached to his divine assignment for you. That doesn't mean that along the way, because I know there's some people that may know the Bible. So you're like, well, what about Jacob and Israel? That doesn't mean along the way that God won't change your name, even with Abram to Abraham, Sarai to Sarah, but it is God who changes your name, not you change your name. These people did not go and change the name themselves because they felt like, oh, well, it's cute and clicky and cliche um, to go ahead and, and change my name to, you know, like the stars and celebrities of our time do. No, 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 no. You got to go to God and ask God, what is your divine name? And for some of us, it is the name that our parents called us. And for others, God says, you have yet to be introduced to the name I have for you. I'm going to change your name from the season that you once were in, which is where your name came from, to a different season that you are moving towards. That's what we see with Jacob and Israel. Jacob meant trickster, but Israel, Israel meant, um, you know, the, the one who um, fought with God or the one who is, is close to God. And so it's an understanding 
that the name change was for a reason for a divine assignment to shift the identity of the future generations that were going to come after Jacob. Man, I preach better than y'all listening now. <laughs> come on, snatch this word, we snatch it. Okay. God is saying today, you have to be careful of what you speak or declare out of your mouth because it has power. It's meant to disseminate, it's meant to go out and to plant a seed. And you want your words to plant seeds of a that will produce a good harvest for you. Basically, good seeds instead of bad seeds. But be careful what you name and declare something. And so I remember um, as I was studying for this word. Uh, and, and again, I had to ask God for confirmation of my own self of like, okay, God, you know, confirm this word to me of like, why would you have me release this word? And he took me to the book of Acts. The book of Acts, where it's called Acts of the Apostles, chapter 1. And um, and I'm going to read from the New Living Translation. But y'all know, as always, I got to take a sip of water. And then I'm going to start reading. <laughs> okay. So, Acts chapter 1, with from the New Living Translation, or the NLT version, uh, reads as such, The Promise of the Holy Spirit. In my first book, I told you, Theophilus, about everything Jesus began to do and teach until the day he was taken up to heaven after giving his chosen apostles further instructions through the Holy Spirit. During the 40 days after he suffered and died, he appeared to the apostles from time to time and he proved to them in many ways that he was actually alive and he talked to them about the kingdom of God. Once he was eating, once when he was eating with them, he commanded them, do not leave Jerusalem until the friend, the father sends you the gift he promised. As I told you before, John baptized with water, but in just a few days, you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. So when the apostles were with Jesus, they kept asking him, Lord, has the time come for you to free Israel and restore our kingdom? He replied, the father alone has the authority to set those dates and times, and they are not for you to know. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you and you will be my witnesses telling people about me everywhere in Jerusalem, throughout Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. After saying this, he was taken up into a cloud while they were watching and as they could and they could no longer see him as they strained to see him rising into heaven. Two white robed men suddenly stood among them. Men of Galilee, they said, why are you standing here staring into heaven? Jesus has been taken away from you into heaven, but someday he will return from heaven the same way you saw him go. Then the apostles returned to Jerusalem from the Mount of Olives, a distance of half a mile. When they arrived, they went to the upstairs room of the house where they were staying. Here are the names of those who were present. Peter, John, James, Andrew, Philip, Thomas, Bartholomew, Matthew, James, son of Alphaeus, Simon the Zealot, and Judas, son of James, they all met together and were constantly united in prayer, along with Mary, the mother of Jesus, several other women and the brothers of Jesus. During this time, when about 120 believers were together in one place, Peter stood up and arrest and addressed them. Excuse me, not arrested, addressed them. Brothers, he said, the scriptures had to be fulfilled concerning Judas who guided those who arrested Jesus. This was predicted long ago by the Holy Spirit speaking through King David. Judas was one of us and shared in the ministry with us. Judas had bought a field with the money he received for his treachery. Falling headfirst there, his body split open, spilling out all his intestines. 
the news of his death spread to all the um all the people of Jerusalem, and they gave the place the Aramaic name Akodama. I believe that's how you pronounce it, which means field of blood. Peter continued, this was written in the book of Psalms where it says, let his home become desolate with no one living in it. It also says, let someone else take his position. So now we must choose a replacement for Judas from among the men who were with us the entire time we were traveling with the Lord Jesus. From the time he was baptized by John until the day he was taken from us. Whoever is chosen will join us as a witness of Jesus' resurrection. So they nominated two men, Joseph called Barsabas, also known as Justice and Matthias. Then they all prayed, O Lord, you know every heart. Show us which of these men you have chosen as an apostle to replace Judas in this ministry, for he has deserted us and gone where he belongs. Then they cast lots and Matthias was selected to become an apostle with the other 11. Okay, woo, a mouthful <laughs> to read. But what we see here is the Lord confirmed time and time again the next steps before he sent them out, before he allowed them to even broadcast. Because our next scripture we're going to go into is the, the next chapter over, which is uh, Acts chapter 2. Before they could ever go out to do the assignment as his kingdom ambassadors in the earth, they had to be confirmed first. This is the dissemination before they were disseminated. They had to be confirmed first. It was through the power of the Holy Spirit where they received a, a, that additional confirmation because the Lord affirmed who they were while he was walking with them. Even during this beginning part, we see he affirms their divine assignment that they're going to go out. They're going to um, teach the word of God to the nations that they're going to be baptized with um, water and with the Holy Spirit. He already like let them know what they were going to do in the earth, their assignment in the earth, the purpose that they were meant to fulfill in the earth. But he says, don't go without the power. There's a seed that has to be sown into you that you have yet to receive. That's the Holy Spirit. Don't go without this power because the Lord knew just as we saw in his lifetime of if his ministry that if you go without the power, what you will face up ahead will be too challenging of a storm for you to, to um, achieve. That you can't see what's up ahead. You know, I gave this example um, that I'm about to share with you on my um, YouTube channel at Andrea Griffin Rogers. This is why you gotta be following me on all uh, excuse me on all the platforms that I'm on because I release different content um, on different platforms. And so I taught a message about embrace the secret place. So that's the name of the um, the message on YouTube. So you can go and find that message uh, at uh, my page at Andrea Griffin Rogers, all one word. And so. Um, I taught on this example that happened to me that particular day where I had went to, um, pick up my mother from the airport. And when I was panicking, thinking that I was late, cause I didn't check her flight status or anything like that. I just knew what time she told me she was going to be in. And so I'm driving early, early in the morning, uh, you know, that midnight hour, <laughs> um, and I'm driving to go and pick her up. And I remember and, and, like one split second starting to feel panicked uh, looking at the time, Wh which I was totally forgetting that in her in her car, she um, 
she turns the the clock up like 20 minutes fast so I was actually a bit early but I'm thinking I'm super super late and I start panicking and so I hear the GPS now though it was the actual GPS that I was using device I believe it was the good positioning shepherd that spoke through the GPS in that moment um, because only God could have worked it out in the way that he did of beware um, beware because up ahead is prone to accidents and so I'm like, huh? Now, I've taken this particular road, highway many times before. I've never heard the GPS ever give any instructions like that before. So that's why I'm like, I believe that the GPS, the big GPS, the good positioning shepherd kind of sent, uh, infiltrated my earthly GPS to speak this word to me because it slowed me down. It A peace came over me to calm down. You good. Slow down. And so I slowed down. Back to the uh under the actually under the speed limit. And as I was driving, all of a sudden this thick fog came out of nowhere. I mean super thick where the the lights are on and you can barely see what's in front of you. And I'm glad I slowed down because some of the other cars started to um shift into uh into the lanes because they couldn't see. Now, if I'd have been speeding like them, we would have collided into each other. But thank God I listened to the wisdom that says, slow down. It confirmed in me that my peace is with you. Slow down. Don't rush. And so, and, and God was speaking to me in that moment. He said, you know, you're you're not late. You're, you're on my timing. And so I had to understand that all the thoughts that were running through my mind of feeling like I'm missing out. I'm missing the moment. I... Um, I better hurry up to get there. I'm going to miss something. God was saying, you're not going to miss a thing. I'm going to make sure you get there in enough time to receive anything and everything I have for you. And so I slowed down, get through this thick fog that literally was like not even uh, a quarter of a mile of the road. And then all of a sudden it's clear skies and I'm continuing to drive down. And I'm wondering, well, why has my mother text me to ask me where I'm at or what's going on or whatever? Y'all, her flight was delayed. I got to the airport to find out <laughs> her flight was delayed. Now, I didn't know this, but God knew it, which is why he was saying there's a delay up ahead that you cannot see, but I can. So pause for a minute, receive my power, receive my direction and go the pace I'm telling you to go. Excuse me, telling you to go. We have to understand that God will always confirm his word before he disseminates us out into the world. All of us have divine appointments. All of us have destiny moments. All of us have purpose to fulfill. All of us have assignments to do in the earth. It's all going to happen in his time. God is the time. And he is the one that called us to the assignment. And so don't feel like if you're in a season where you're not seeing things moving and shaking the way you want to see them, don't feel like you've missed it. You haven't missed a thing. You are still his kingdom ambassador. You wouldn't be here listening to this podcast for nothing because I know I'm called the leaders. So God is equipping you right now. There's a development happening that you cannot see. Sometimes it's a work that he does in us, like for me in that moment of Calm down. Don't get, don't get too excited. Don't get um, carried away. Don't get anxious. Don't try to speed up. Go at the pace I'm giving you, the pace for grace. And then there's other times where there's something going on up ahead with the people you're meant to meet and encounter that you have nothing, no idea what's going on. 
I had no idea that her flight was delayed. Now she knew because she was on the flight <laughs> that it was delayed. I didn't know that. She, you know, she couldn't get a text message to me to say, hey, we're going to be delayed. So I had no idea. But God knew. Just like God knows the detours that need to be taken in your life. So you can't speed up the process being frustrated and wondering like, why is it not happening yet? Balance, baby, balance. That's what I'm here to teach you. Balance. God gives you the rest, the time, the strength, the grace, and the pace to run the race that he has placed in front of you. And you run it with endurance by fixing your eyes on Jesus, not on the problems around you. Not on the circumstances, not on who came and who left, none of that. And so you may say, well, how does this scripture you just read of Acts chapter one tie into all this? I'm glad you asked me. First of all, the first thing I saw was, wow, God, you give us the power we need to continue on a journey because you know what's up ahead. As I just said, the second thing I noticed was we don't have to worry about the people that we lost along the way because I used to be that person. I'm going to be honest. I used to like feel sad and I even mourned the people that fell off, the people that weren't in my life anymore. My friends that, um, that, you know, at, at one point I thought abandoned me or left me in the situation I was in. Um, even when loved ones died, you know, I, I, I grieved very hard. I talked about that before I grieved very strongly over that and I felt like man it wasn't just about missing them it was also about what they will miss along the way of my life like man they didn't get to see this happen to me they didn't get to experience that in my life they didn't get to see that manifest they didn't see that promise God and so it was just a whole ball of emotions of me mourning the people that lost or the people that I lost and I remember something or I'm actually remembering right now something that the Lord said to um Joshua in uh the first book um I mean the first chapter of Joshua he said to Joshua sim similarly to he said to me which is um in verse chapter two uh, excuse me verse two of Joshua chapter one he says Moses my servant is dead therefore the time has come for you to lead these people across the Jordan River to the land I am giving them I promise you what I promised Moses, wherever you set your foot, you will be on land I have given you. And and he goes into what that is. Uh, and then drop down. He says in verse five, for no one will be able to stand against you as long as you live. For I will be with you as I was with Moses. I will not abandon or fail you or excuse me, fail. Yeah, abandon or fail you. Be strong and courageous for you are the one who will lead these people to possess all the land. I swore to the answers I would give them. Uh, be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey all the instructions Moses gave you. Do not deviate from them, turning either to the right or to the left, and you will be successful in everything you do. Study this book of instructions. Continually meditate on it day and night. So you will be sure to obey everything written in it. Only then will you prosper and succeed in all you do. This is my command. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or discouraged, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Okay, I had to read... All of that for people that wanted to take notes. That's Joshua 1 uh, verse 2 through 9. Because that's what the Lord was kind of saying to me. Is you're crying over the people that left or people that died. Let it go. Stop crying. It's like boosters or actually it's like a rocket. A rocket may have people that worked on it before it um, lifted off the ground. It also may have boosters that's attached to it to help it get to a certain altitude. But 
Every person that worked on it cannot fit into the rocket and go to the moon, for example. Just as well as all the boosters that help it lift off the ground cannot go with it to the moon. It has to fall off so that the rocket can pursue at its highest altitude to get to its destination. The same thing is with us. Remember, for those that um, are recurring listeners and for any new members, I use practical examples for spiritual principles. We are the rockets that God is shooting out into the world, that God has divine destiny, uh, an assignment for us to fulfill in the world. That he is using us to broadcast his message, to disseminate us into the world. However, everything and everybody can't go with you. And so you have to be content as, as his ambassador to know that he will be with you wherever you go. He will not fail or abandon you. And that whatever tools you need to get on that journey or to even get going, you have what you need. And when you need more, he'll bring it. Just as with the disciples at the time, they were like, oh, no, what do we do? Like Judas is is dead. He got his just do what he deserved for, um, you know, for turning Jesus in. But God, we know that there is more that you call for us to do. There has to be somebody that fills his void. And so when it was time for them to receive a new disciple, they received the new disciple. They received the new friend, basically. They received a new business partner that was meant to help them carry the assignment onward. God has the same thing for you. So it may seem like, oh, well, these people left my life or all these people died along the way or all these people um, I had to let go of or um, they abandoned me or whatever. Uh, You know, how can I move forward? God says you have everything you need. What you need is in your hand right now. What you need is in your arsenal right now. What you need is connected to you right now move forward with with what you have and as you journey along more will come and he confirms it in his word as we just read through joshua and through x because he never abandons you he never leaves you nor forsake you he never um leaves you to do it by yourself every dis- every time he sent the disciples out he always sent them out two at a time That's another reason why they needed the other person, because they understood that we are not being sent out by ourselves. We are being sent out as a team to affirm and confirm God's word in the hearts and lives of the believers everywhere. That there are non-believers that we are meant to go out and to um, share this gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ with. to, To share the good news of the kingdom of heaven with. And so they understood that their assignment was was going to require a few things and also require letting go of some things. But along the way, it was God who was planting the seed to produce the harvest. Along the way, it was God shifting the direction and the trajectory and the course of their life in order to produce the harvest. It was God along the way. And no matter where he took them, just like no matter where he takes me, no matter where he takes you, he will confirm what he's doing in your life. Just like he did me with the example of going to get my mother. Like he confirmed it along the way. And even when I got there and found out it was a delay. And, you know, I'm like, okay, God, well, what's this? What's this about? Like, uh, you know, first I'm thinking, man, I could have got some extra sleep. <laughs> like I'm tired. Well, how long is the delay going to be? But then it was in that moment where God said, uh, you know, spend, spend time with me. Like this is your time with me. Read my word. And so I started to read his word. And I realized, wow, God, you're confirming some things in me as you are revealing to me 
why I had to go through certain things in past seasons and what you're doing right now. One of the things that I shared in the video of, of, um, of embrace the secret place on my YouTube channel at Andrea from Rogers was, um, God, you restored identity back to me, not just my identity and who I am as his child, but my identity as, um, as who he manufactured me to be the standards that I had, the healthy boundaries that I once had, like getting those back. Because when I went through a tough season and seasons rather in my life and life just beat me down and I just felt so depressed and so defeated, I adopted that defeat and I didn't see myself as, as really anything valuable or worthwhile. And the enemy used every person he could, people that I loved and, and expected to do life with to come and attack me and, and, and spit on me and continue to beat me while, while I was there. I remember saying, God, why do they keep beating a dead horse? Because that's how I felt, y'all. I feel like a dead horse. Why do you keep beating this dead horse with your words, with your actions? So God had to restore and confirm who I was, get back what I lost. So that I can then be more equipped and empowered, emboldened to be able to share the gospel with you, to be able to share what I learned in my journey with you. But it came off from him reviving me first. I was the first agent of revival, baby. Okay. Before I could even, you know, get this out there to y'all for y'all to then become agents of revival. For those that are like, well, what is an agent of revival? An agent of revival is basically like a modern day disciple. It is somebody who God took through a season, a process, a journey strengthen and encourage and empower them with the Holy Spirit so that they can then go out and make other agents of revival or other disciples for Jesus Christ. That's it. And so God had to do a working in me first to see myself and to love me the way he loves me and sees me so that then I can go out and get and minister this word to other people. It says in Isaiah verse 26, uh, excuse me, Isaiah uh, chapter 40. <laughs> I just, I didn't get out of the chapter. Isaiah chapter 40, verse 26. Look up into the heavens who created all the stars. He brings them out like an army, one after another, calling each by its name because of his great power and incomparable strength. Not a single one is missing. Oh, Jacob, how can you say the Lord does not see your troubles? Oh, Israel, how can you say God ignores your rights? Have you never heard? Have you never understood? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of all the earth. He never grows weak or weary. No one can measure the depths of his understanding. He gives power to the weak and strength to the powerless. Even youths will become weak and tired and young men will fall in exhaustion. But those who trust or who hope in the Lord will find new strength. Their strength will be renewed as it says in another translation. They will soar high on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not faint. And y'all know what happens at the end of the song. For those that listen to gospel music of Elevation uh, Worship's uh, song with Maverick City Music. You know, um, Dante Bo says, that's what happens when you wait. <laughs> you know, I'm not going to sing it with y'all. But that's what he says. He says, you get a little stronger. This is what happens when you wait on the Lord. To confirm before he disseminate out you, excuse me, before he disseminates you out into the world, into the divine assignment, into the realm, into the, the, 
environment that he has for you. The environment that God plants you in and develops you in may not necessarily be the, the environment that he uses you in to do the work that he has for you. Because it says in um, in Matthew, I can't, really, I can't think of what chapter it is right now, but it says in Matthew that a prophet is um, celebrated or welcomed everywhere else, but in its own hometown with its own family. And so they're only able to do a little bit of work. And so while God may, may not be calling you to be a prophet like he has me, but he's saying that where your assignment will be may not be in your hometown or with your uh, the comfortable environment that you're in because they feel like they know you too well. And granted, they know a version of you, but they don't know the divine version of you. And so they can't really receive all that you have to offer them that comes from God. Because they are too close to you to see what God is doing in your life. And so, um, you know what? I'm going to wrap this up here. Like I said, God will confirm his word in you before he launches you out. So don't be in a rush to get out there. Don't worry about missing it. Don't worry about missing the mark. Don't worry about missing the opportunity. Don't think that you have um, missed it because you're too old or whatever. Thinking you had your chance. Those are all negative thinking from the enemy. Let God renew your mind and transform it by renewing your heart into his truth. That's why you got to study meditate on his word day and night. Because it's there where his truth is to encourage and strengthen you. That you have what you need to get going. And when you go at the pace for grace that God gives you, you will then see your race won. You will then see um, how God brought everything to you, how he restored everything that you thought you missed or lacked or lost out on. He will restore it back to you. Press down, shaking together and running over. You won't even have room enough to receive the blessing that he has for you. But you got to get through the confirmation stage first. Get through the process of development first. Get through, if, if this is your dark season, the secret place right now, get through that secret place first and let God develop you. Because you will then be at a greater advantage. You will then be um, better useful to disseminate his word. Because you will be salt and light, as he tells us to be in Matthew chapter 7. You will be exactly what he calls for you to be when you do it with him and not by yourself. Listening to his instructions and getting his confirmation first before you launch out. Don't go ahead of God and don't choose to make something happen that he hasn't blessed. Even if it's, well, this person I seem to like, just like the disciples. It doesn't matter if if, if your Barsabbas, whoever that is in your life, is not who God chose and he chose Matthias, then you better go with Matthias. Go read uh, Acts chapter 1 again. Um, because that may be the person where the blessing is coming from and not necessarily the person who you want, who you think the blessing is going to come from. You don't know, but God does. So may the Lord bless you and keep you, cause his face to shine upon you. May the Lord God be gracious to you, show you his favor, and give you shalom. Give us peace. Take care. Love you guys. Bye now.